0: good morning just in a zoom session with the mammies of turtle all our mothers came on zoom and we had a chat about what's the toughest thing what really works what doesn't and just general chat about the life and what the mindset really the mindset of why you have to adapt so this isn't going to be useful for anyone not just mothers but what i've really realized is speaking to all the people come on is the efficiency most mothers have is phenomenal and they like there's a lot of efficiency which you should really be applauding yourself on in terms of like getting up here doing this for kids doing this and that and all the tasks massive to-do lists so i think realizing that planning and being a planner and getting that done is great some people aren't but there's definitely huge benefits um to planning though i think everybody needs to start getting into the into the routine of doing but Let's go over what we spoke about. First thing is the the the, the mother's guilt. Um, so, you know, spending time with a kid, you know, depending on age, of course. Like, if you're 13 years old, they don't want to speak to you. They don't want to play Xbox. But if they're younger, maybe, you know, you want to spend time with them. Like, getting over the guilt, uh, doing something for yourself in the evening over spending time with a kid. Now, the reality is, it's not very rational to think that... Um, you should have that guilt because you're looking after yourself. Because in reality, if you can look after yourself, you're doing that. You're doing a massive favor for your kid because you're going to be someone who's more calm, resilient, happy as they grow up. And they pick on, they pick up on these like the, the vibes you give off. Like if you are always stressed out, panicking, not really doing what you want to do, you get kind of resentful. They pick up on it, and they are imitators, imitate behavior. So you want to be someone who, you know. Uh, kind of gives off the vibe that you are looking after yourself, that you are putting your health as a priority, and you are calm, and you are looking at doing things that better your own life, because you know then that's going to help better their lives, and that comes off. So being rational in a sense is where you need to go, and the Stoics would say the difference between a human and an animal is that a human has the ability to be rational, and if you're not using that, you're basically an animal. So... Uh, there's a truth to it, there's definitely a truth to it, like use your rationality, okay? Question your first impressions, like wh- is it, should I really feel guilty about this? Really? I mean, if you're drinking every night and not spending time, of course is guilt because that's not very productive, but if you're doing something about your health, your mental health, your physical like all this stuff, no need to be guilty about that at all. So rationalizing that, I think is the answer, not so much not doing those things because that's not gonna benefit anyone down the line. Um, rule number one really of mammy world is uh working out in the morning it's a must i think leaving it to the evening seems to be something that, that does not work so carving out 30 minutes in the morning to um to work out is very very important um and i think you know depends on the people saying they work at five some six but really um understanding as well like workouts aren't a huge thing for fat loss and if your goal is just fat loss fine but if it's mental health and getting strong all you need is three workouts a week so you could look at saturday and sunday as monday and tuesday if you wanted to you don't have to see it as a weekend which means you don't work out which means wherever you can do you can start your first workout on a saturday you do workout number two on a sunday and then workout number three somewhere in that week where where you get a bit of time um so that's important to look at it and I think it's to, it's to question yourself as well. Like, you know, ask the people to look at their screen times varied between, you know, two, two hours, 59 minutes, up to eight hours. You know, a lot of, do we, even as being efficient as a mother, we still waste time on our phones. And we all, we have to admit this. Once we admit it, we can say, right, am I really have I really got zero time or can I carve out time? Because, you know, if you are spending all that time on your phone scrolling, wasting your time away, um, there is no excuse then because that's just, you're just prioritising, you know, killing boredom over doing something that's a bit productive and better for you. The reality is that. So, lucky screen time. If it's too high, work on reducing it. And, uh, you know, you don't have to fit the workout into that time, but definitely like meal prep or like, getting like things done on your to-do list is important. Just things that will really gonna improve your day, make it easier as opposed to, you know, scrolling Instagram has got no benef- benefit to you. It's gonna make you feel worse. There's just literally no benefit to it. So make sure you uh, lucky screen time. Okay, and on that note as well as uh, Parkinson's law. So that means that work expands as to fill the time available for its completion. So sometimes most of us will act like this. If we got deadlines, we work, like hell, and we get it done in a short time frame. And if we've got eight months to do it, we will take eight months to do it. Similar, can we actually use this to? Well, can you actually use it to your benefit as a parent or someone with no time? Like, if you've got less time, this kind of the inverse of Parkinson's law means that the less time you have, the more you're gonna, you know, you're still gonna fill the fill out with the work needs to be done. You'll actually be more efficient. So, if you've got more intense periods of time to do work. Is that better? And there's actually people saying now, there's a few books and research coming out. that humans aren't meant to try and work like, you know, like moderately for eight hours. We work in in intense sprints. So this tends to work in your favor. If you've only got short periods of time to do work, you actually become far more efficient. And definitely look up um, the Pomodoro technique, which is 25 minutes of work on that one task only. You don't look at your phone. You don't look at other tabs. You do absolutely nothing apart from the task you've been assigned for 25 minutes, five minute break go back into another 25 minutes it is a productivity super hack that you should try if you do struggle okay um and let's have a look more so yeah so no morning is no success is kind of the rule um too tired in the evening um realistic workout schedule we spoke about making sure and that's for everybody like just have a realistic workout schedule stop trying to do the impossible you're just winding yourself up you're catastrophizing wind yourself up you're stressed and guess what happens when you're always stressed it impairs your decision-making abilities like you it it affects the frontal cortex your decision-making part so you actually make worse decisions when you are overstressed. so if you are making bad decisions all the time and you're all stressed the goal isn't to try and make better decisions during those stressful times because you're probably not going to you need to fix the cause and that is to reduce your stress so this is don't catastrophize don't wind yourself up and this plays straight into the next fact: you have to be adapt. You have to adapt, as in general, change is the only constant, as they say. But it's even more um, turbulent for parents. So change comes sometimes daily, sometimes weekly. You get into routine, and boom, something else happens. As they age, the routine changes. But is there really a point in fighting against the change? Oh, I did have such a good routine. Well, so what? It's gone now. Let's focus on being adaptable, pliable, like like Bruce Lee would say, like bamboo, flexible in the wind. So making that your constant, the flexibility. you know, like we talk about, the the core concept of macros is, and you know, it's called flexible dieting. And you know, I don't like the word dieting it's not really a diet because there's no foods off the table. It is a flexible approach to living, depending on your days, depending on your emotions, depending on plans. You can eat more, you can eat less, you can eat any foods, and you are super flexible with your macros, and it works. Now, apply this to every other part of your life, being flexible with your working hours. You don't have to work 9 to 5. Henry Ford is dead, okay? He came up with his 9 to 5, you know, on the production line. We still fall away, and it's a bit stupid. Like, some people aren't productive 9 to 5. Some people prefer to work. 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. Some people prefer to work 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Some people prefer to work 5 a.m. to 8 a.m. It doesn't like if the more the world is going work from home, the more we get this flexibility, which is great. um It's not it doesn't apply for everybody, of course, because school is you know 9 to 3 or whatever, 9 to 5. But you don't have to be fixed. Okay, enough to be trying to be trying to be too fixed. And you know, when you do plan stuff out, another thing people are saying holidays and half terms and trying to plan all these things and when it doesn't go to plan and getting annoyed and then you know not in control you can't control outcomes of all these things especially with kids they're crazy gonna get ill gonna have the shits they to have the uh what's it called chicken pox you know all this stuff people mentioning you know this thing th- these are gonna be thrown at you and i think we go back to stoicism again you marcus Aurelius would be like well mate you're gonna wake up every day and you're gonna meet people who are gonna piss you off annoying people you're going to get these people who are always angry, la la la, don't be shocked by this, this is, this is normal, so when it does happen, if you are shocked, it's your fault, so, if you are raising a kid, I would say, if you are shocked that they get ill randomly or something, this happens, that sort of then I think, you know, accepting that that's the reality of it, as opposed to everything should be perfect, like the films, and that's not true, so, leaving go of control of outcomes and just being able to do your best is something that needs to be taken up i think uh just be like i'll try my best this today you know i'll try my best to work out I'll try my best to to be productive I'll try my best not to waste my time on my phone I'll try my best to get things ready for you know school and you know i might not be able to do everything today but i'll try my best and i'm okay with trying my best i'm okay with going in the right direction and not so much getting the exact numbers like you don't have to get ten thousand steps a day. You don't have to do three or four workouts a week. We don't have to do everything. You can maybe you do two workouts one week and you get six thousand steps a day in and you track. You know most of the time, but not quite. Like that's not a failure. That's that's a success. That's the reality. Like we have these like ideals, but we have to be flexible. And I think accepting that is 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 the main step for everybody. I think. And I think Irene mentioned a really good point as well. Like is a culture point. It's like, you know, Mediterranean lifestyle is, you know, you don't leave the house until like 12 on holidays and stuff. You don't try and meet your mate at 9am for the coffee and all around, like, you know, rush out of the house. It's kind of like, a lot of the, you know, the lesson there really is that a lot of the stuff we think is just how we should be, we don't have to be like that. We don't have to follow everyone else does. We don't have to rush out at 9am. And it's like, why do it to yourselves just because other people are doing it? And again, another point was, you know, when you're eating, you're going for lunch or brunch or whatever with other mothers. And, you know, they say, oh, you should eat that chocolate bar. You shouldn't be trying to look after your food. now, you're just had a kid, la, la, la. But they just want you to do what they do because they feel shit anyway. And I think they make you feel, they try to make you feel weird for not doing what they say to do. And I think being able to say no, like Amy and I have seen you, being able to say no. Is a big thing in this life, definitely for you new parents and stuff like that. Being able to say no, like, no, do you know what? I'm not following to the, the norms here, like, where all mothers that put, you know, stones of weight on just because they fall into the trap of trying to eat for comfort all the time and just doing what others are doing, drinking wine, to de stress all the stuff that everybody starts doing. For what reason? Question it. Like Irene is saying, question the culture, the British culture of this on holidays, going out the doors by nine. Just chill out, man give them all into yourself and have to give workouts in bring the kids to do the workouts with you that tends to work kids imitate so if you are to see you doing workouts get them to join in you don't have to do separate stuff like a lot of people are saying they take the kids to the gym because you can allow kids in after 12 years old sometimes 10 and some gyms like David Lloyd's have um, you know crash or whatever for kids so you can work out and you know just bringing them on the journey with you like they they want to do they, they want to do what you do most of the time, Either you go on your phone they want to go on the phone, like Irene was saying, you want to do this but they, you want to watch TV they want to watch TV, but if you can try and convince them, in a sense or try and get them to follow your lead in some of these things it makes it easier, I don't know. so get them to work out get their own get them their own little mats get them their own little dumbbells, if they don't weigh anything just get them to do you know do it with you, little things like that I think can help a long way. Uh, Rachel Underhill was saying, prefers doing things live. Okay. And I get it. Being live, it's easy. It's not easy. It's better. The other people there at the same time. But just because you prefer to do something live doesn't mean you shouldn't, you should feel like it's a failure to do them on demand or on replay. Like preferences are great, but having a preference doesn't mean that that's, you know, the only option we should go by. In an ideal world, we would do everything live, we'd join everything, we we have all this family life, it would be perfect, we have a job that's less stressful and this and that. But that's not how it works. So, is it really that bad that you just can't do it live but you can do it at the time that fits you? Of course not. It's the same workouts, it's the same Q and A's. The only thing you're missing out on is some live feedback, which is fine. But if you know, that's minuscule compared to doing the workout itself. Do you know what I mean? The the doing the workout is the main thing, not doing getting feedback on you know, bent over out we can get out anyway have a look at what other people are been saying to other people um, that's another thing next we talked about making sure that you're prepared with snacks you know comfort foods you should definitely have your problem foods in the house I and mean, getting used to being moderate with their consumption because that has been shown to lead to successful weight loss trying to eat the low calorie version doesn't work trying not to buy it doesn't work to get your friends and stuff, not to get a few doesn't work. Like a lot of these interventions don't seem to work. What does seem to work is accepting. I love milky bars, right? I love them. And I'll have them. But I'll control the portion size because that's something in my control. And I'll do that and I'll be satisfied and I'll get joy in being able to control it, but still knowing I can still have that lovely cloud like Milky Bar. That I've not had in years, but now I really, really want one. More now later, guys. More my Milky Bar adventures later. No Milky Bar. I'm talking Milky Way. I'm on about. Oh my God, Milky Way. Are they gone? Are they still in biz? I don't know. Um, And Abby J, really great comment. A good morning routine starts with your evening routine. Let's hear it again. A good morning routine starts with a good. Well, it starts with your evening routine, which is super, super important. Um, Sarah mentioned that uh, she hired a treadmill instead of going to the gym membership, which meant that she'd wake up and it was a less low barrier. And instead of waking up going, oh my God, i got to do a workout. You wake up now and go, oh, it's going to get a few steps into my treadmill whilst the baby's there, looking after it. Get five or 6,000 steps Day Start off feeling fresh, easy to do. It had a knock-on effect, a good habit, Sarah said, which is important. Having that, The the morning when the morning when the day there's a definite truth to it. So if you can find what works for you in the morning, leads to better habits in the day. Okay, so again, and she said she felt hungry if she didn't get steps in and this is shown in research. If we don't move enough per day like our ancient ancestors did, we actually have a our appetite regulation system gets messed up, which means we feel way hungrier than we need to be, which means we consume more energy than we need per weight on. So getting that that getting that movement in helps um you know music podcast in the morning or you know is important and being able to adapt all the time instead of being upset over routine change adapt 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 um great point by amy nev as well what you can still control in all of this which is the most important factor behind weight management is your nutrition you can still control what you eat okay the baby is not pushing that mass band your face twice a day the baby's not going, hey, go on, have that McDonald's. Go on. They're not. They're just not saying it. You're saying it to yourself that you feel like you love and it's comfort. And it's it's a temporary pleasure. But pleasure doesn't equal happiness. Let's remember that. Pleasure does not equal happiness. And if we chase pleasure, it's not a good thing. Okay, pleasure's actually neither good nor bad, but the Stoics would say not to chase pleasure. And we try and chase pleasure to get out of feeling sad, but pleasure is not good. Why? It's unstable. And if something's unstable, we can't put trust and confidence in it, is what they would say. So pleasure as a as a as a means to to an end is not good. Because it leads us down to feeling that because I had the McDonald's and I had pleasure from it, we mistakenly think, oh maybe that's good and I feel better. But in the long term, in the bird's eye view. It's not good because it's given us habits that we really, really don't want. And actually, we can get more, quote-unquote, pleasure by abstaining from those easy, simple pleasures that we know are just comfort eating. Okay, comfort eating has its place, okay? But we have to be really truthful with ourselves. Like, are we overdoing it? Will I actually feel better tomorrow if I add this McDonald's again for the third time this week? Chicken McNuggets, 20 of them. Big Mac. Fries and one of those amazing uh what are they called fraps it's got loads of calories in them nice guys but come on it's just a total waste of calories um again another thing i think someone's saying is hard to have consistency with the change of routine and what i'd say in here is as a parent and not so much consistency is resilience that we need resilience is the way to bounce back how we bounce back can we bounce back fast resilience okay if we can be resilient we can adapt fast we can find that new norm fast consistency I mean there's you know the two forms of this consistency in the actions it doesn't have to mean everything you know every day's the same that's not what we mean by consistency I think consistency and resilience is kind of similar and what I mean here is just being adaptable and not letting one day turn into two bad days and three bad days that's really what we want to stop if we can stop that we'll be consistent and we'll be resilient won't we um, what else have we got here? Um, block out time from work, even activities harder, listen on replay, yeah, nice one Natalie. So Natalie would listen to the replays of the Q and A's during workouts, get a block out of time from work. Um, you know, you have to be flexible, again, 100%, focus on what you can control. Um, okay, let's have any other notes I got here. Um, bulk cooking food. So we'll have to come up with a batch cooking guide, which would be great. And yeah, and then in terms of buggies, you know, if the kid sleeps, putting them in the buggy, taking them for a walk to okay, get steps in is very important. As of, you know, If they're going to sleep in a buggy versus sleep inside, what are you doing whilst they sleep is really the important question. Um, are you just messing about, wasting time? Are you going to get your steps in? Are you going to do this and that? Or are you just going to wait until they wake up and go, oh, he's awake now? Do you know what I mean? So maybe, you know, the habit is when they sleep, we go in the buggy. And you run up the hill like a maniac. I don't know, up to you. Um, But it's all about mindset. At the end, all this is about mindset. You're not going to be perfect. You're not going to be like someone who hasn't got kids with all the the time in the world. It's not how it works. But what you can take away from being a parent, I think, whilst I'm not a parent, is that you become more efficient. And if you can become more efficient, you actually work in more intense sprints when it comes to work and doing stuff. And that's actually a better way to be as opposed to having eight hours a day to just stare into the screen with nothing else to think about, you'll be surprised at how much less people get done with that type of schedule versus having this a strict schedule, but you get loads more done. I think that's one of the things you can look at as a benefit of uh, the parenting lifestyle. Apart from, you know, cleaning up poo, I don't think that's a good thing. Well, you have to do it, but I'd rather not do it. I mean. Guys, I think that's it. And we have to do more of these sessions. And for people that are not parents, of course, listening to this, there's a lot of information here that can help you as well. It's not just like parent specific, it's like time restrictive, um, time management really. So hopefully that was of help. I've just blitzed through some of the notes. Uh, Hopefully it came out coherently, but thank you all for turning up to the Zoom. I always love learning from everybody, different walks of life, parenting. And I think it opens up our horizons we stretch our minds out from new experiences basically and we can be more sympathetic and stuff like that empathetic whatever the word we use for other people's kind of uh situations and it all knuckles down in the end to the mindset stuff you can become your own prisoner um if you you know in in any regards here um it's, it's all about rationalizing your first impressions it really comes back to stoicism as well what is your first impression you get from stuff? Is it legitimately a good impression? Put it to the test. Use your rational mind as a human being, and you will improve the days, and you won't let you won't let catastrophizing thoughts run away and ruin your days. But this is one of the longest voice notes in the wild, guys. I'm sorry, it's 22 minutes. I'm trying to keep them 15. I, I say five to 15. I've, I don't think I've ever done a five-minute voice note. I'm a complete liar, um, but. Thanks for listening. Uh, hope yourself for. let me know. And uh, speak to you tomorrow.